0: Until then, we hope this message meets you right where you are and helps you know just how deep the Father's love is for you. Okay, this morning we're going to start off with a discussion question, so I want you to get with somebody near you and talk to them about something about yourself that separates you from other people that they may meet. Maybe something kind of odd, be a little vulnerable. So for example, you guys might not talk to me anymore, but I eat my lasagna in layers, (laughs) So, it's got to be the cheese first, and then the noodle, and then the meat. It's really gross to watch. So, that's about me. Turn to each other and find out something about your neighbor. (laughs) With Craig to the back. I was lost and could not see. I was searching, you found me. I love watching this, <laughs> especially this group over here. They're just cackling at each other, um, which is good. You didn't, like, run and hide from each other, so that's good. What's the w- one person did? What's the weirdest thing you guys learned? Anybody? Uh, Chris can't do, like, pulling napkins out of, like, a napkin bowl at, like, a restaurant. Oh, I can't wait till we go eat together. <laughs> that's awesome. Bites is ice cream. No, man, that's just That's a deadly sin. Anything else? This group was having a good time, too. Anything from you guys? Oh, really? Okay. Okay. That's good. Tell you what, I came to real life about seven years ago, and I was absolutely floored. You guys serve coffee in the sanctuary. Anybody else, was that like new to you? See, I am the youngest daughter of a Nazarene pastor's family. So my sister's sitting in the back. We we weren't just there when the doors were open. We were the ones to open the doors, yeah? So, you know, I've seen churches who were financially well-off and churches that were struggling to make ends meet. I've been to churches that speak English, Spanish, American Sign Language, and Korean. I've been to Nazarene, Baptist, Non-Denominational, and Church of Christ churches. I've been to churches that play music like a live concert and churches that sing with no instruments. I've been to churches who have bounce houses and snow cones and others that have coloring pages and crayons. I went to a church where the kids were in service because Jesus loves the little children. I went to a church, this was fun, I walked in, and they were like, welcome home. Yeah, I went to a church that fed me lunch every single Sunday, and I went to a church where I had to skip lunch every Sunday because it was too far from campus, so the cafeteria was closed by the time I got back. I went to a church where by skin color, I was the minority. I went to two churches where I worked as an intern or a director, and the pastor never once spoke to me. But I never went to a church that served coffee in the sanctuary until Real Life. Yeah. yeah. I had churches that made me like them for different reasons, right? But I also was frustrated at each of these churches for different reasons. When I came to Real Life, I asked our previous pastor, "What is it about Real Life that makes it unique?" And he says to me, Real life is a place that believes that ministry begins by meeting people where they are. So, you might hear somebody cuss in the sanctuary, but that just means that they are allowing us to authentically walk beside them as they journey toward a relationship with Jesus. And I was like, You guys have coffee and cussing in the sanctuary? Changed me. Because from that moment forward, I took it as a personal challenge not to judge anyone that walked through these doors. And each person helped to teach me how to love those who are different from me. Literally, their steps into the church mattered in who I became as a person and as a Christian, regardless of where they were in their walk with Jesus or what their background was, what values that they had. So no matter what season of life you've had, what kind of morning you've had, Miss Barb, what kind of different backgrounds we come from, you are different from every single person in this room. And some of you just like squirmed a little bit at that, I know. Because we like to forget we're different, right? We like to just fit in. I'm a huge fan of Along Came Abby on TikTok and recently, she posted this video. Check it out. Pieces apart. Yeah. Why? So you can put them back together in a whole new way. <laughs> that sounds so exciting. And I'm gonna let everyone change their hair. Oh, fun! I think we need to do something about your hair this morning. Oh no! You didn't just say that. How rude. So we can put them together a whole new way. I'm going to let everyone change their hair. It's as simple as, short as video, but it speaks volumes to me. This morning we're focusing in on Ephesians 4. and Ephesians 4, 20-24 says, But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Can you imagine him piecing us together, molding us with his thumbprint saying, well, they can't all be the same. So maybe he built us different on purpose. And maybe he's okay if, metaphorically speaking, we change our hair. And maybe, dare I say it, he has to take us apart so we can be put together in a whole new way. Many of us grew up being told that who we are is important. We do not have to be like everyone else. If everyone else jumped off a bridge, would you? You have told that? We were encouraged to be different, but now, is it not our differences that divide us? See, we crave being different, right? We want our resume to stand out. We want our love interest to notice us. We want someone to compliment our outfit or our work accomplishments. We want to have a car worth noticing. We want our words to hold enough weight to make a difference. We want our video or our blog to go viral. We want to be the reason that someone else's life changed. But we also are so passionate about uniting in our commonalities. We want friends in our season of life who see the world the way we do and enjoy the things we like, the foods we eat, the hobbies we have. We want everyone to vote like us, right, because that means we win, (laughs) and see value in the things that we think are most important. Am I wrong? Many times our favorite friendships are the ones that we don't have to work at. They just get us. I mean, take the one that's a little different. Let's be real. Is he not usually alone? And maybe even you find yourself wanting to turn away or pretending to look busy because accepting different is hard. But I'm here to tell you that part of being an effective human living for the kingdom requires us to be empowered by our differences. It requires us to put off our old selves, the part that wants to look away from those we don't quite jive with. And to put on a new self that says, God, use me however to serve whomever. The number one thing that I hear that people are surprised by in our church, you're going to love this, (laughs) that we live real. (laughs) Isn't that ironic? Yeah. So one of my favorite moments was when a guest walks in and he says, hey, how you doing? And I said, not good. How about you? And he just kind of chuckles and he's like, I love how real this place is. If you ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to tell you. And if you walk in wearing jeans and a dirty t-shirt, we will not throw you out. And if you tell me that you've been hurt by the church and it's all you can do to step in the doors and sit in the lobby, I'm still going to look you in the eye and greet you by name and say, welcome home. We all will. Because we are out to prove that real life is different. My first Sunday at Real Life, I looked around and I saw myself surrounded by old and young and black and white and people dressed up in suits and others wearing t-shirts with graphic images and addicts and saints. And do you know what I walked away saying? I think that's what heaven feels like. Friends, we are different from each other in case you haven't figured it out, you're going to have days where you don't like each other. You're going to have days where you don't like the pastors. You're going to have days where you don't like the decisions that are made or how things are done. Why? Because we're different. And sometimes it's a simple difference. Like we have different styles or or we like different things, right? But sometimes those differences cut a little deeper. Sometimes it's different political views, or different definitions of friendship, or different ways of accomplishing something. We come from different backgrounds and generations and experiences. So we have to learn each other to understand each other. I'm obsessed with the Enneagram and the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And I know that some of you believe that these personality studies are just complete baloney. But they aren't to me. My husband and I started dating at Trevecca. We dated for three years before we got married. And Tyler adores sports. He plays them. He watches them, like all of them, I'm pretty sure. He makes the fantasy teams. He reads the articles. He memorizes the stats. He plays, like, every version of every sport board game, card game. Like if you say sport, he's like, I'm in, right? And me, I, I like sand volleyball, I think. Yeah, pretty much other than that, I'm lost. Me, I have to drag everything out and organize it just to clean it up. Anybody else like that? It's a problem. But he can clean the whole house in an hour or less. He wears socks, wait for this, all the time, all, all the time. And he wants me to do the same. and I don't. I don't I'm sorry. I'm a cuddler. He's I'm not. Uh, he's a jokester. I'm a hopeless romantic. And as you can imagine, our differences sometimes come up. Right? We talk about it a lot. I even looked up on the internet one time, what is it that our personality types have in common? And the internet said food. And that is why we've had a date night almost every week for the last 10 years. Different makes things harder, because it takes more effort. It's not natural. And that's part of how we know it's Christ-like, because it takes conscious decisions of our new self. About three years ago, I made the conscious effort to do some research on Tyler's personality type, and when you know it, I came to understand him. I learned that we can sit in the same room and do different things, and it's still bonding time. I learned that he likes to plan ahead. Surprises are not his jam unless they come in the form of a subscription box. I learned that he's a logical thinker more than a feeler, so he can help me think through the right thing to do at pretty much any situation. I learned that he could really spend much of his life alone and think nothing of it while I overbooked myself with appointments. He is not the same as me, but I get him. And truly, love feels deeper when we feel known. Imagine if I had given up on learning him because he's just too different from me. Have you ever seen a baby learn to walk? My son, Beckett, is a year old, and he just started walking. And when he first started, he could not figure out how to make all the body parts move the right way, right? Did you know that kids don't grow kneecaps until they're at least two? Isn't that crazy? So, of course, he would rather keep crawling. It's easier. He's so little, and he doesn't quite understand how each body part works yet. He has to learn how they work in such a way that he can take Steps forward. So today we're talking about being put together in a whole new way, one that is holy and righteous. But may I challenge us that Jesus will be far more powerful through us if we also are put together as a church in a whole new way. Ephesians 4 15 through 16 says, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head. Into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. When each part is working properly, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, it builds itself up in love. Do you hear that? doesn't say if we're all working the same. It doesn't say to only use the parts that work the way we think they should. See, you have each been equipped uniquely in a way that God wants to use, and maybe more powerful to me are these words, joined and held together by every joint. What happens when a baby doesn't know how to make their hip work with their leg, work with their knee, work with their feet? They become a mess, right? They fall flat. They literally are too clumsy to hold themselves together. But we are joined and we are designed to hold ourselves together using every equipped joint. And building ourselves up in love doesn't mean that we're going to be one big happy family all the time. Certainly, love can take us a long way, but there's more at stake here. The verse says that it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And this growth requires more joints to be a part of it. The love that seeps out when we learn how to appreciate what everyone can bring to the world It overflows into the ministry that we lead. It overflows to our neighborhoods, our community, the people who come for Narcotics Anonymous or visit our blessing box, and every single person that walks through these doors. But can I show you what's behind door number two? I'm part of a community that is as different as they come. See, on the one side, you have people who are conservative and traditional. And on the other side, you have people who party and live life spontaneously and get new tattoos on the regular, and they love Jesus, but they cuss a little. And then you've got these people in the middle who have values in common with the first group, but they also take an interest in the free spirits of the second group. We are all very different And I wish that I could honor them today by telling you that we are empowered by our differences. But I would be lying to you. The countless conversations before someone's birthday, trying to get everyone on the same page and just get over themselves. Which eventually leads to, well, do we really have to do anything together at Christmas? It's exhausting, and I get it from every side, but what I would give for a group of people who just enjoy every day they get to spend together. What I would give for a birthday that didn't become a burden. What I would give for a quality time that didn't get consumed by drama because we will never understand each other. And we are past rational conversations, I mean, everyone is so stubborn to admit that it's okay that we're not all the same. And no one is willing to budge. Tell me, does that sound glorifying to you? Because it doesn't feel glorifying to me. Why? Because it's almost like we're saying, God, why did you make them the way that they are? What were you thinking? And I'm not willing to go there with God. Mostly because I believe that he was designing all of us saying, I'm going to let everyone change their hair. Isn't it funny that we expect everyone to have the same values that we do? To work as hard as we do or don't. To give as much time or money as we do. To volunteer like us and live like us. Where did we get off expecting that of each other? And why do we think it's realistic? And why? Why do we assume that if someone else's relationship with Jesus looks different than ours, that it doesn't exist at all? Different doesn't have to mean bad. I know you know this. Different. We were literally designed to be different. And pretending that we're all the same isn't realistic. And I would argue that it's not biblical either. Unity is literally defined as being joined as a whole, right? So my whole human body is unified by its bones, its joints, ligaments, muscles, etc., But if my bones are broken, it doesn't help to treat my muscles because they are different. We are called to be unified. We are not called to be the same. We are called to be different. We are not called to be demeaning, demoralizing, or dismissive. We are called to empower, which does not require us to be in power. The hardest lesson that I've had to learn in ministry is how to have a thick skin. I laugh because I know some of you know this about me. Different opinions hurt, y'all. Even as recently as last week, I had to process a comment that someone made until I realized that there. Different opinion was meant to empower me, not to hinder me. See, human nature makes us lean towards being bitter, but God makes us lean toward being better. And at our very best, we journey authentically with others to God, and we create an honest, safe space where people can encounter the Holy Spirit in a fresh way that is meaningful and lasting. We are friendly and positive. We communicate well and make connections. But at our worst, we allow the very things that God wants to use for good to become our demise. Our desire for connection becomes a reminder that we're lonely. Our intimacy and vulnerability with Christ becomes a shameful sign that we aren't perfect. Our willingness to serve becomes something for our resume to one-up someone, or worse, a reason to be bitter with someone because they're not serving like we need them to. If we're doing this thing differently, it will be quite obvious that we are choosing To live different together for his glory, not for the enemy's schemes. So today I want you to walk away knowing that it's okay for you to be different. It's okay for real life to be different than it always has been. It's okay that people have different styles and motivations and opinions It's okay that pastors have different ways of doing things. And between you and me, it's okay to love them anyway. The different make the difference. This is not a bandwagon to jump on of people who look the same, act the same, think the same, worship the same. Our ministry, our friendship, our worship will be mute if it is not a reflection of our core Jesus Christ. And people see what's at your core. So let's allow God to take us apart so that he can put us together in a whole new way. Not for us. Not for our glory. Not for us to have our way. But because he's all that matters. Today I want to take a few minutes to reflect Because I think that if we're going to allow God to truly take us apart, we need him to give us a vision for how he wants to put us back together. And maybe for some of you, that is acknowledging to God that some of the ways he's made you different also make you (laughs) self-conscious. And asking him to help you understand why he made you that way. Maybe for others of you, this is a time for you to acknowledge some people that you do shy away from because they're different. And asking God to help you be in relationship with people outside your normal. Maybe this is just a time for you to say, God, use me however to serve whomever. And maybe for some of you, this is the time for you to say, God, you be what makes me different? Let's take a few minutes and allow him to take us apart. I don't want to hear anymore, teach me to listen. I don't want to see anymore, give me a vision you could move this heart to be set apart i don't need to recognize the man in the mirror and i don't want to trade your plan for something familiar i can't waste a day i can't stay the same i want to be walk from this place worthy of the calling placed on your life may you not be a play toy of the enemies caught up in his schemes or lost in the bitterness and disrespect that he disguises himself as may you know how and why you are equipped and may you work together to build one another up in love And as you live life together, may you look into each other's eyes and see each other's hearts. And above all, when people find yourself in your presence, may they find themselves in the presence of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We would love for you to join us in person our address is 2022 East Main Street in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you'd like to make a donation to keep our podcast ministry going, you can do so online at reallifecommunity.org/give. Thanks again for listening.